Hello, I am Cheryl Glick, and welcome to Healing From Within. Healing From Within is a radio series designed to encourage self-investigation and self-mastery of emotions, which we will use in order to align our inner essence and thoughts with our physical life for achieving positive experiences. In today's show, we will explore universal energy and the integration of that force for holistic healing approaches for an improved and healthy life. Our special guest today is Dr. Raymond Omid, a chiropractor and holistic healer who is located in Garden City, Long Island. Dr. Omid is an active participant in community wellness events and is the chairman of Community Wellness Day. Dr. Omid is also a member of the Coalition Against Child Abuse, uh, Child Abuse and Neglect. Welcome, Dr. Omid. I'm so happy to have you here with me. It's great to be here. You know, I, I just want to start off by saying I love the uh, title of this uh, of this uh, show because healing from within is what it's really about. It's about uh, allowing people to experience and become aware of that amazing intelligence that permeates through their body that allows for their body to heal and function properly. And isn't that called our innate guidance system? That's exactly right. That's that innate wisdom within each one of us. All right. Well, Raymond, I believe, I think you are aware that I am the author of Life is No Coincidence. And it was obviously no coincidence that while purchasing business supplies at Staples, I was standing next to a tall young woman who spoke with such civility and warmth of character that I naturally introduced myself. I wanted to talk to her. She was so sweet. She proceeded to tell me her name was Bessie and that she was the event planner for an advanced holistic chiropractor active at lectures and community events. And as the host of Healing from Within, I feel I am always led to special guests who will graciously share their thoughts about healing on an emotional, spiritual, and physical level. Then I was invited by Bessie to meet you and learn more about the many techniques you offer your patients to help them reach their potential for greater health. Raymond, would you begin by sharing with our listeners how and when you knew that holistic healing was your passion and also your destiny? Did any person or persons play a role in this plan for you? You know, it's interesting, Cheryl, because I got involved in holistic health care uh, all my life, I knew I wanted to help people, and I went to uh, becoming a lifeguard, a personal trainer. And from there, I was going to college. I was going to uh, Baruch College over here in Manhattan. And one of the things I realized is that I was going through this business school that really business wasn't for me. And I, I enjoyed helping people. I helped uh, helping them improve upon their health. And so I was going to Nassau Community. I transferred to Nassau Community College, and one of my teachers was a nutritionist there. He was a chiropractor. And I remember he was just so educated. He had so much knowledge on vitamins and minerals and how to help the body become healthy through nutrition that I chose to go to chiropractic school at Life University, not knowing much about chiropractic at all. In fact, up to that point, I thought that chiropractic was uh, used for back and neck pain. I didn't really know about it at all. And as I went to school, my first year, my second year, I became, I began to really explore the philosophy and the principles behind chiropractic. And I found out that Dee Palmer, who was the uh, creator of chiropractic, actually his main purpose for the actual chiropractic adjustment was to reunite man the physical with man the spiritual. And I, I really took well to that kind of concept that there's a there's a life energy inside the body 
and that that life energy is solely responsible for healing, health, and well-being, and that there's a way to turn it on, and it could also be it could also be diminished. That power can be diminished. So I began to go to school and study what really chiropractic was based on. And as I was going through school, my father, uh, who was living in New York at the time, was being diagnosed with all sorts of different conditions. He was being diagnosed with high blood pressure, then he had diabetes. And as he was going through the process of taking more and more medication, he was just getting sicker and sicker. I remember coming home to visit him and looking at the table and seeing about five or six different bottles of medication. And he looked like he aged about five years. I remember thinking to myself that that can't be what health is about. There has to be so much more than that. And so when I went back to school, I kept exploring. I kept going to seminars that I found out about through the school, and I kept going to these different clubs and organizations that were teaching these different methods of, of health and healing from within. And right about the time I was about to graduate, it was probably my third or fourth year in graduate school, my father was diagnosed with prostate cancer. And I came home to visit him, and he went through this whole bout of chemotherapy, and I remember how, how he looked, and I remember how much agony and pain he was in, and I just wanted to help him, and I didn't really know exactly what was available, uh, what the resources were. I just knew that at the time, whatever he was doing didn't seem to be working, didn't seem to be making him healthier. And even though the cancer was in remission, he looked sicker than he ever looked in, in, in 10 years that, that I've seen him. And so I went back to school with a burning desire to want to learn how to help people, specifically my father, but also people who are going through the same type of scenario in crisis or uh, experiencing medical conditions and really searching for answers and, and, and didn't know where to go. So I began to study the nutritional components and the detoxification processes. I began to study how the mind plays an integral role in health and healing, how the belief systems and feelings tie in. I began to explore all the different forms of uh, acupuncture as well as uh, color therapy, sound therapy, and, and a wide variety of different techniques that were utilized to help the body uh, begin to heal better. And across the whole, if you will, unfoldment of all these techniques, I began to really understand that inside the body there is this innate wisdom that's been given to us by source or, or a creator that is solely responsible for allowing our body to function and that that inner wisdom is flowing always from the brain down the spinal cord over the nerves to each and every cell in your body. And this nerve system is so important that it's, it's protected by your spine. And if the spine was to shift out of alignment, it would interfere with the way the innate wisdom was flowing in the body. So when I came home, I graduated about three, four months after that. I came home and found out that my father was diagnosed with the second bout of, of cancer, and they gave him chemotherapy again. And, and I remember asking his oncologist, you know, I was brand new. I was right out of school. I was about 21 years old. I met with his oncologist, and I said, you know, why is it that the cancer came back? And he didn't have an answer. He just looked at me and said, I don't really know. And so my follow-up question was, what do you plan on doing? And he said the same thing. I didn't know much, but I knew that doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results was considered insanity. And so I said, well, you know, obviously what you did didn't really help. We just put the cancer in remission temporarily, but the cancer seems to have come back and it seems to have been more aggressive. Plus, the side effects of all the chemo really played a detrimental role on the health of my father. I remember going, uh, waking up at 3 o'clock in the morning, hearing my father yelling from the shower because his legs were all cramped up. He was so dehydrated from all the chemo and all the stuff that they were giving him. And so I asked the oncologist at the time, I said, you know, why don't we try some alternatives? There's some things I learned in school, and I'd like to try this and this and this. And he said, listen, this is just the way we do it. We're going to do another bout of chemo, and hopefully that will put this thing in remission. And I know there's something inside of me that my own innate wisdom, my own inner guidance system was telling me that that's, that's not the answer. Well, but Raymond, 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 you just answered that first question about the person who was closest to you, your father. 
school was, I believe, there to help you along your road of holistic healing to understand, as many healers now do, that the body follows what the mind believes. And if there are too many repressed thoughts or fears or limitations within a person, that eventually the body will dis develop disease. And your father may have had challenges in his life that he wasn't able to uh, work on the emotions. And as a holistic healer, you know, I do Reiki, and I help people to come into touch with their own energy source from universal energy so that they can feel the peace of their own inner being and they can make choices without fear and without limitation so that they can help themselves no matter what the physical challenge. But really, as healers, you and I and others would like to prevent some of these illnesses from happening by teaching people ways to keep themselves strong, both in the way they think, in their actions, in their behavior, in their lifestyle, and to conquer some of these fears that are creating such health issues in these times of stress and upheaval that we're having in the world today. So let me ask you another question right now. Can you tell us about the different training you have received over the years? I am aware that you do many, many therapies, and most of them, or many of them, are holistic in that they're helping people to set up a wellness plan or a preventative plan. Can you tell us about some of those? Absolutely. You know, one of the main things that I found is that all healing comes down to three basic components. It comes down to a structural side, which allows the innate wisdom within the body to express itself, whether it's through spinal alignment or whether it's the balancing of the energy. And there's also a chemical component to it, which is all about nutrition and detoxification. And there's a third component, which is the mind-body component, the emotional component, the belief systems, the thoughts and feelings that one holds on to that either allows their body to be in a state of harmony or the opposite, which is a state of disease or malfunction. And so one of the things I did is, is as I graduated and I was seeking for ways to help my father is I started going to all these different seminars. And one of the first uh, mentors I had was a man by the gentleman of Dr. John Brimhall, who started teaching me a more integrative way to look at the body. And so I studied a lot of his techniques, became certified in his technique, and I, some of my first patients that I've had in my office were experiencing a multitude of chronic illnesses from multiple sclerosis to Alzheimer's. Lou Gehrig's disease, and I started noticing these drastic changes in these people. I, I've had patients with Lou Gehrig who were able to walk after a period of four or five months, and everybody was, was shifting. And I started noticing how if you remove what's in the way, the power that made the body is able to heal the body. Well, how, does, really this, how, how does this technique or therapy work? Actually, what happens, because those are very serious diseases. I have known people with all those diseases and they're very debilitating, and ultimately the end is not that, the prognosis is not that good. So what actually is that therapy, and uh, how, do, how do you apply it to your patients? Well, what it is, is, is it's, it's a compilation of different techniques that were available in holistic healthcare. For example, uh, from the mind perspective, there's different ways to stimulate the body to release emotions, whether it's through making the conscious mind aware of certain things that are creating tension, are using different energy or acupuncture points as they're known. Uh, there are colors that can help calm the body down. There are certain sounds that will help shift the vibration of whatever emotions that the person's holding on to. You can use breathing. So it's a compilation of different uh, holistic therapies, if you will, 
And what happens is when a person first comes to our office, the first thing we do is we give them an assessment and we find out exactly what's causing their body to be in a state of malfunction. And once we know whether it's structure or nutrition or emotion, we begin to work on that area. So it's different for every person that comes in, yet the very basis of it is, is similar in the fact that what you want to do is, is find the root cause or find what what's what's behind that. And I'll tell you, with a lot of these patients who were diagnosed with Lou Gehrig's and Alzheimer's, a lot of it was the mind component. They were holding on to a lot of stress. They'd been through a lot of trauma in their life. Yes. And it was just at that point where they were holding that in their energy field. And once we showed them how to release it through different techniques that we had available, tools that we had available, they began to just allow their body to express more health and harmony. And a lot of them, uh, shall also had certain toxins. So what we what we utilize in our office is this advanced technology called ion technology that literally pulls toxins out of your system. And on top of that, we, we implemented certain nutrition. And I'll tell you what, the most important thing I, I truly believe that we did for these people was realign their spine because the spine protects one of the most important structures known as the brainstem, which is located in the uh, upper neck area. That's the, uh, that's the one area that Christopher Reeves had damaged to that caused him to be paralyzed and caused all the malfunction within his body. And oftentimes, if we're exposed to trauma, the muscles get tense in our body, and as the muscles get tense, they're going to pull that spine out of alignment. So between the alignments that we did, on top of that, we gave the nutrition, the detoxification, we released the emotion, and we used some advanced technology to help the body uh, vibrationally or energetically come to a place of harmony. So there's it's a multitude of different things that, that we utilize on these patients to help them heal faster and also help them function at a higher level. Yes, I, I agree with everything you're saying here. And as an energy healer, a Reiki practitioner, that's an ancient Japanese modality for healing and for helping. I'm also a medium, so I receive before a person comes to me a great deal of med uh, information through meditation. And the, this information often helps the person uh, refocus their thoughts, and thoughts are energy. And by refocusing their energetic thoughts and perceiving things in a different way, they take a lot of worry, fear, and stress away from the physical body, and they become more positive. And by becoming more positive, they help the healing process on all levels. So I know, also as an energy healer, I notice you offer a wonderful selection of energy therapies, and one of them is cranial sacral. I took a course offered by the Upledger Institute on cranial sacral, and I, I'm very interested, as are you, about continuing to learn about as many energy techniques as possible so I can share knowledge with my students and clients. And the key is sharing all that we know so people can utilize for themselves what will be the best therapy. Now, can you tell us your viewpoint? about craniosacral therapy and the interconnection of multiple therapies which you're using for successful healing. Absolutely. Uh, Cheryl, one of the things is that the, the spine, the reason why we have a spine is so that it protects the spinal cord and nerves. And the reason why we have a cranium or a skull is, is because it protects our brain. Now, the thing about the cranium is that it's made a compromise of different bones, and any of those bones can shift out of their normal alignment, even a millimeter or so, and if it shifts out of its alignment, it interferes with the way the actual cranial bones expand and contract. And every, every single bone in your body moves a certain way to allow for whatever it's protecting to function properly, 
And so if the cranial bones shift out of their normal alignment, it interferes with the way the brain actually functions. It also interferes with the cerebral spinal fluid that supplies nutrition to the brain. So you can actually, you know, take your hands and put them over the actual cranium itself and feel for where a misalignment is. And through specific methods, through touch, you can actually begin to shift the actual cranium back into its normal alignment and get it moving again, get pressure off the brain and allow everything to flow better so that the body can heal faster. And I'll tell you what, you know, when I, when I worked on uh, my father, and I started working on him at the point where, you know, they were basically given up on by the medical community. He was only given about three weeks to live, and, and we started working on him, and we implemented craniosacral therapy, and we adjusted the spine to get it back into some alignment. And I worked on him emotionally. I worked on him energetically uh, for different forms of Reiki. And we did so many different things for my father. And as I started implementing these techniques, I realized something that was really important that the purpose of the techniques wasn't so much to treat a disease but to build its health and get that body strong from within. Because once it was strong from within, that innate intelligence that's inside of him that created his body would do the healing. And he was given about three weeks to live. He was in ICU. And after a period of about a week, they moved him from a regular, uh, the ICU bed into a regular hospital bed. We continue to work on him. Every day I'd go to the, I'd go to the hospital, work on him for an hour, two hours a day. And eventually moved him out of there, bring, brought him into a rehabilitation center. And eventually from there, he was home. My father was home for Thanksgiving, and I remember uh, looking at him, and he looked healthier at that point in his life than he ever did before. And Raymond, I realized, <clears throat> Raymond, I'd like to say something here. I believe you gave him more than just the therapies that you were trained to do. I believe you gave him a measure of hope because you wouldn't buy into the medical system saying he only had three weeks. You were young, you were vital, you had love and passion, and you gave him a thought, a thought that was in his head that he could have a, a lot of pleasure yet in his life. He shouldn't pack it in. He shouldn't say goodbye until the time would come when that choice would be made for him. You see, we don't have a choice when we're going or when we're being born. What we do have a choice to do is to raise our level of hope and vitality and trust the people around us. And he trusted you. And that's a very important thing for any healer to develop that bond of trust with the people and always to think the best, not to have any negative thoughts available at all to yourself or to them. Would you agree with that? Absolutely, Cheryl. In fact, I think, you know, one of the main things is that hope is the foundation of all healing. So one of the things that I always held steadfast, no matter what the patient was told by the medical community, is that there is an infinite intelligence inside of you, and that infinite intelligence is not limited in any way, shape, or form. That infinite intelligence is what creates your body, allows it to run and function. All we have to do is get rid of the interference, and that infinite intelligence will do what it does. And that while it's not our job to heal the body, it's the infinite wisdom within you that's going to do the healing. All we can do is remove the interference, and I believe strongly that Oftentimes, the medical community can actually put interference into people's mind by telling them that their body's weak or not capable or that they're broken down and they just can't be fixed. And one of the main things that I find when a person first comes to my office is that we, we have to get them to understand the infinite wisdom inside so that we can light up that spark inside of them, that spark of hope that lets them know it's possible again. Yeah, that divine spark is very powerful and can overcome many challenges, not just health challenges, other Absolutely. emotional challenges also. Let me ask you about a couple of um, techniques or therapies that you use. Uh, the neuro emotional technique and neuromuscular re-education. Now, I don't know if these work together or they're two very different 
areas. Hey, Carol, they're a little bit um, – neuroemotional technique is, is, is one of the, the most amazing techniques I've learned through the last eight years, and I've studied a lot of different techniques. One of the things I love about neuroemotional technique is it's using uh, a form of kinesiology, known as applied kinesiology, which is a form of uh, almost reflex testing within the body. But the body responds to different words. And so what neuroemotional technique allows you to do is, is to see what's causing the body to be weak through a specific form of muscle testing. And it allows you to actually isolate the exact thought and feeling that's creating the weakness within the body, creating sickness within the body, creating a dysfunction within the body. And through accessing different acupressure points while the person holds on to that thought and breathes, it actually helps the body process the emotion better so that they can release it. It's one of the most powerful uh, techniques for releasing emotions that are creating malfunction and disease within the body. And since we said that many emotions are causing many of these physical problems, this would be a wonderful therapy to work in both, on both levels. Let me ask you something else here. Uh, you also use neuro-linguistic programming. Can you describe what that is and the benefits of this approach? Absolutely. Neuro-linguistic programming uh, was discovered by Richard Bandler, who really wanted to learn how to get people to shift their consciousness, to shift their emotional states as quickly as possible. So in our linguistic program, you use language that uh, is utilized by the unconscious mind to create massive change in the way that you feel about something. So to give you an example, in life, nothing has any meaning other than the meaning you give it. And the meaning you give it determines whether or not it's creating a, a state of distress within the body or whether it creates a state of almost harmony or excitement within the body. So if you know somebody is going through a specific thought process and that thought is leading them to a feeling that they don't want to feel, that's creating more tension and stress for them, using neurolinguistic programming, by using metaphors or stories, you can begin to shift the person's consciousness to begin to realize that that experience that they went through was really there to serve them. There was an empowering meaning to it. And as they begin to shift the consciousness to that experience, what happens is the entire body, the physiology within the body, the changes that occur within the body bring the body back to a state of harmony. It's absolutely phenomenal. I think between neurolinguistic programming and neuroemotional techniques are great uh, to work together because neuroemotional techniques helps release the charge they have on whatever emotion that's holding them back. And the neurolinguistic teaches somebody how to use their mind to think and feel different so that they can accomplish what they want, not only in their health, but also in their life. Well, that's what I do with Reiki and the messages that I receive from higher intelligence or higher consciousness. I help the people think about what has been holding them back and to release these thoughts of limitation so that they know they can create and manifest the life they want. We're doing the same thing, very similar. But I want to say something to you. As a chiropractor, doing chiropractic adjustments, uh, many people just think that you're adjusting the back for pain. It's a limited way of thinking about it. It's an old-fashioned way of thinking about it. As a young, holistic doctor and chiropractor, uh, can you... Tell the audience what exactly you're dealing with with your patients on many levels, not just back pain. Absolutely, Cheryl. You know, I, I love the chiropractic principle. When chiropractic was first discovered, it was discovered on, on a major premise. The major premise was that there's a universal intelligence constantly giving order to all matter and maintaining its existence. If you just think about that concept for a while, there's a universal intelligence, meaning that there's an intelligence that permeates everything in this galaxy, in this world, every tree and every plant, giving it order and maintaining its existence. And the second premise of chiropractic states that that universal intelligence is in each one of us, and it's referred to as an innate 
intelligence. And that that innate wisdom that's within each one of us flows from our brain down our spinal cord through our nerves to each and every cell in our body, stirring them into life. And we know that because if we were to cut one of those nerves off, wherever that nerve is getting is not going to get communication. That part of the body is going to literally die. It's going to decay because it has no more order to it. And so because that nerve system is so vital and so important, the spine that is protecting it is, is there as a, as a means to make sure that innate wisdom can flow through the body properly. And that the purpose of adjusting the spine is to maximize the expression of that innate intelligence through the matter of the body so that the body can heal and function the way it's designed to. And its premise is this spiritual premise. And so what happens is people who aren't on a spiritual path, people who aren't on uh, an understanding of the unseen, what happens is they get caught up in the physical, uh, what they see with their visible eyes. So chiropractic in itself is so much greater because the greatest chiropractors I know of are all on this spiritual path where they're so connected, so in present time consciousness, so connected to their creator, so in tune with love and gratitude. And that in itself, as we know with any healing art, the hand, the touch, is conveying that. The essence is literally shifting the consciousness of the person that you're working with. Thank so you. true chiropractic, true chiropractic is, it was developed from a premise that is spiritual-based, and what happens is when you take it and you try to make it physical, you, you take away from what it really is, the power inside of it. Thank you very much for that, because I have worked with many chiropractors over the last 12 years, and I see how interrelated the work is about energy. Yes, it's structural, but it's also we are two types of being. We are a physical being and an energetic or spiritual being. And when that is brought together and in alignment, we can have the best life and we can be on this planet for what we're here to do, which is to grow and expand in consciousness, in love and gratitude, all the words you just used. And during a Reiki healing session, I find it and I have been taught that it is my responsibility as a practitioner to provide a safe and quiet environment so the person can relax and with their own thoughts and new perceptions, they can find new approaches for change on many levels and this improved functioning will help them in their choices and behavior. I know all healers are only the catalyst allowing this process of expansion and growth for your for their patients, and I know you know this. Would you give your thoughts on this idea? Oh, Shal, it's exactly what it's exactly what we're talking about, and you know, it just gets me excited to even to talk about it because <laughs> what it really is about is reuniting. It's reuniting the the spiritual the spirit aspect of you to the physical aspect of you because it's what spirit that allows your body to heal and give order. And also, here's the good thing: that innate wisdom that we're talking about is what we're supposed to be accessing for guidance in our life so that we know what to do with our life. Because the more we get connected with that inner self, the more we get connected with the friend within, the, the more logic, uh, the, more, the more likely we are to make decisions that are going to move us exactly to where we're supposed to be. And, you know, one of the main things that B.J. Thomas said, who was a developer of chiropractic, was that if more people got adjusted, which really meant reconnected, that's what it was really about, if more people reconnected, then there wouldn't be we would empty the prisons, we would empty the hospitals, and the world would be a better place because people would access that part of them that, that is so connected to their uh, creator or that supreme being that they wouldn't commit crimes. They wouldn't do, they wouldn't be in stress. They would just be more in line with who they were meant to be here. 
Absolutely. And personally, in past shows that I have hosted, I have encouraged listeners to set up a plan of wellness, incorporating a variety of energy healing methods. They work cooperatively. For myself, I blend a mixture of chiropractic adjustments with Reiki healing and have found acupuncture and massage to be helpful at times also. And I, I believe each individual needs to be encouraged by the healing profession to incorporate these alternative treatments as both preventative means and to speed and to aid the healing process and to work alongside with traditional medicine. So how would you help your patients discover the best program of treatment to suit their unique and individual needs? That's a great question, Shelley. You know, when I got involved in, 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 in this facility and started creating it, one of the things that I really wanted to do was bring it all together. And as I went through the process, I realized that there were certain things that, that, that were just so exciting to me, so passionate to me. And so when a person first came through the door, we would, we would do an exam on them. Uh, we would do this revolutionary computerized exam that would literally detect where stress was having an impact on their body. And then we would take a picture of their spine and make sure it was aligned properly. And if not, we would talk to them about what they needed to do to correct it. And then as they were going through care, we would be able to work on the layers of stress that they were storing, whether it was emotional or physical or chemical, most of the time all three. And we would give them specific techniques, and we would talk about lifestyle. We would talk about how important exercise is and rest is and stress reduction and how to think properly and play these videos for them. And as they go through the process, we literally coach them on becoming more connected to that innate wisdom inside of them. And so every visit is like an unfoldment of going deeper and deeper into themselves, really what it is is nothing more than removing what was in the way. Actually, Raymond, I run unfoldment groups for my students who I teach Reiki. And what is an unfoldment group? But learning more about yourself. And when you know more about who you are and really the reality of life and death, all these fears start to fade away, and you can become the wonderful, dynamic human you're supposed to. So in summarizing today's discussion, we are led to the conclusion that holistic healing and preventative methods do offer a system to often prevent surgery and to improve the everyday zest, which is necessary for joyful living, and the quality of life through greater physical health and also emotional well-being is the reward of a balanced wellness plan with a supportive team of enlightened healers. Ancient and modern techniques do work to heal the mind, the body, and soul. And I want to thank you so very much today, Dr. Raymond Omid, who's with us today. And for further information about his work, go to www advancedholistic.com. I'm sure we'll be talking more in the future. We have so much to say to each other and to share, and it's just such a pleasure to, to talk with you and be with you. I thank you so much. Thank you, Cheryl. It's been a pleasure. Okay. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye now.